You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful day. We are uh, making this little presentation on probably the hottest day of the year. And I think it was uh, Ogden Nash that once said, Mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the noonday sun. Well, I'm here, and I have a very special guest to introduce to you. Uh, First of all, I'm Gloria Kennedy, but I also have an AKA. If you're old enough, um, (laughs) if you're old like me, you might remember me as Gloria Kennedy Fleck. I was uh, privileged and honored to represent the 15th district in the city of Warwick. And I must say, I was uh, covered nicely by our guest. You know, when I think about politics uh, back then and now, I think about some of the greats in journalism. I had the pleasure of being interviewed by David Broder, and I, I'm sure young people probably wouldn't know who that is or was because I don't think he writes for the Washington Post anymore. Uh, Sam D- Donaldson asked me why Jimmy Carter kissed me. I mean, I, I met a lot of reporters. Charlie Basque was good. But our special guest today is John Howell from the Warwick Beacon. And when you say John Howell, the only thing that comes to mind is integrity. Everything that he writes is not biased, and that is so rare today in journalism. John, I can't thank you enough for appearing here on Warwick Radio. How are you? I'm doing very well, Gloria, and it's great to be here. But I can see right away that I've got a question because I don't remember that kiss. How did that come about? Oh, oh, okay. My friend Ann worked for... Uh, Riga, Rhode Island Group Health, which that doesn't exist either. Um, and I knew the president was, well, he was coming, he's obviously came to town, and the legislators were invited to uh, meet the president at the Hilton in Cranston. Well, Ann said, yeah, come over to my place because you'll get a better chance to, like, actually shake his hand. And I remember my quote um, to him I said, Mr. President, we have something in common. Brothers, we don't want to talk about. And being state senator, well, he threw his head back and laughed and he kissed me. This was just after the interview in Playboy about I have lust in my heart. And that's how that happened. And Sam Donaldson yelling, why did the president kiss you? Why? And I said, I'm not telling you. <laughs> so those little crazy things that happened to me so long ago and those memories, they stay. But uh, Can you imagine what would have happened to the president if it had been today? <gasps> oh, my God. You know, they'd God. be impeaching oh, him. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, anything anything today. Uh, I'm supposed to be interviewing you, but we're going we're gonna to continue this. The first thing, that the most important thing I have to ask you today is this. How's Ollie? Ah, I knew you had one <laughs> question. <laughs> and that's where I said, we, we miss Carol, too. She's great. But Ollie, he has won my heart because I love dogs. <laughs> well, like all of us, he's getting older. Yeah. And so uh, this is always a, a different sort of view on the dog. Uh, there was a time that he would 
as soon as you opened the door, he was out, and then it was like an eight-hour chase to find him uh, through the neighborhood. Uh, but these days, uh, he likes sleeping a lot, I've discovered. And as you'll see in my column, actually today's column. I read it already. He likes getting up in the middle of the night and standing there looking at me. We have yet to figure out what it's all about. You know, I've noticed the last three columns, you have become quite pensive. And I'm kind of curious as to that. I'm going to let you answer that because I want to move this in another direction. Because as I like to say, everybody knows John Howell but nobody really knows them. Huh. Uh, it's funny you say that. If you go back and, and look years ago, I used to have a column called The Way I Heard It. And that column came about uh, during the administration of Eugene McCaffrey. And at the time, his uh, chief of staff uh, decided that everything had to go through him, that I couldn't talk to department heads. Uh, I couldn't get information from anybody without talking to him directly. And so this was a way, obviously, of controlling all the information. And <clears throat> so then I thought, well, I'll start a column because I still talk to a lot of people. But instead of directly quoting them, I'll just put in the information that they give me. So, you know, it became according to a source at City Hall, blah, blah, blah. And it was a very political column. I loved it. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. it was all of these sort of rumors that neither the, you know, the administration wouldn't confirm nor deny. So it left it sort of all up there in the air. Uh, and when uh, Joe Walsh uh, became mayor, uh, the doors opened right up. Uh, I was free to talk to anybody, and the column really just sort of wilted away. And I then started the column uh, that I have now, which is really much more personal information, uh, observation as to what's going on in the community once in a while, but rarely do I sort of delve into politics. I've, I've noticed that. Um, and I do want to switch gears here. I want to know about you as a person. I want to go back in time. When you were a, a lad, a young lad, where were you born? I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. At the time, it was uh, beginning of the first, uh, sorry, <laughs> Second World War. Not quite that old as to be the first. Uh, and my father uh, ended up actually in the OSS. Oh, uh, well, Bill Donovan. Right. Yeah. Uh, in Burma and uh, in China as well. Uh, but we moved to Washington. And so we lived there. And then from, from there actually uh, moved to uh, Connecticut. My father worked in New York and uh, commuted by train into the city. Uh, I grew up uh, in Connecticut, and then my father uh, actually became involved with, he was working for a, a British bank and uh, got sent abroad a lot. My mother uh, was born in France, was French, and uh, 
consequently spoke French very fluently. Uh, so they did a lot of traveling, a lot of business traveling. And uh, I got sent to boarding school in Connecticut. And then at an early, well, in, in high school, uh, after uh, graduating from this uh, boarding school, went uh, actually to a place called Whitman College. And I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know where Whitman is? I don't, but I think it might be. Can I guess? You can guess. Okay. Massachusetts? Try someplace out west. Oh. See, I went to the Whitman Inn once, so that's, <laughs> that was my guess. I mean, you know, the couple of women owned it. It was great, you know. So I'll give you the name of the town and see if you even know where that is. Okay. Walla Walla. Oh, Walla Walla. Washington? Washington, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. Wow. So I ended up going there for my freshman year and, uh, and then got in, uh, into an exchange program and actually spent a year in France studying at the Sorbonne, hmm. and then came back and ended up graduating from American University in Washington. Um, but I didn't have an interest in journalism. See, I was going to ask you that, too. Did you find journalism, or did journalism find you? Uh, it was, actually, I, I studied, uh, got a degree in political science, and uh, my first interest was politics, and I worked, uh, I graduated in 1964 in uh, actually beginning of the year, and in January I completed de degree requirements on the early side, and I went to work for Governor Rockefeller of New York, who was then running for president. And I worked in his campaign uh, actually in Washington, and then in California, he was in a primary. Uh, Barry Goldwater beat him in that primary. And after that loss, I went to work for uh, Senator Keating in New York. The banking problem, but that's another story. Yeah. So <laughs> The Keating Five. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and he lost to Bobby Kennedy, and uh, so... After a couple of losses, I figured it was time to try something that might keep me gamefully employed. Thought it was maybe uh, political, I'm sorry, uh, public relations. Uh, inquired about openings there and was promptly told that the thing I should do was work for a newspaper. And I must say, in the first year and a half that I worked for a paper in Portchester, New York, a daily paper, uh, part of what is now Gannett Newspapers. They own everything, I think, now. Yes, they yeah. do, yeah. Uh, I, I think I learned far more than three and a half years of college uh, covering everything from, you know, cops to schools to politics, uh, even once in a while a few sports, just everything sort of thrown in together, so... It was a real eye-opener to uh, the community and how communities work. It was a great deal of fun and, as I said, a real learning experience. You got me at OSS. Let me tell you, I am such an uh, amateur history buff. I guess I got that from all my relatives, I mean, and my, my aunts, too. They, were, they volunteered for World War II. My father was too young. But I started reading 
everything I could about that time period. And then I discovered Wild Bill Donovan, and most people probably don't know that was the precursor to the CIA. And I'm wondering if you ever asked Dad, because it's like once you're in, you're never out. So did you ever get into discussions with him about the agency and what he did? It's funny you ask that question because I've interviewed a number of veterans, uh, World War II veterans, who in many cases uh, sort of look at that as a, a closed book in their part of their lives. They don't talk about it and usually don't talk about it until they get to be much older. And uh, I've interviewed some veterans whose families have said to me, I'm so glad you talk to my father or talk to my brother because I've learned so much that he never told me. And uh, my father, somewhat of the same, cut of the same cloth. Uh, it wasn't really until his mid-80s or so that I realized or that he told me that actually he went on to work for the CIA under Richard Helms, who was then director. And... Uh, his role, he being in the banking business, uh, he had access to where to find out where money was going and how it was flowing. And so what he was looking for was, um, actually, we lived for a year in Tangiers, Morocco. And Tangiers has a number of banks. Uh, like 60 banks at the time were there. And that was sort of a common place to launder money. And so what he was looking for was where the money was coming from, from the Soviet Union, and where it might be going in this country to pay for spies here. That is just incredible. I think your poor dad would, ha his mind would probably flip a few times when we think of the currency that is used today and all of the, the shelters. You can't, I know I can't figure out who's who, but uh, hopefully that's going to change. But I want to get back to you personally. Do you have siblings? I have a sister, a younger sister, uh, who unfortunately at the age of seven uh, developed uh, mumps and scarlet fever at the same time and in a matter of days went, totally deaf. Oh, I'm so sorry. And uh, she she's remarkable in that she well, actually credit my parents for uh, at, at that point saying we're not going to uh, you know send her off to, to learn sign language and be part of the deaf community. We want her to be you know mainstreamed and uh, she is or she I should say her lip reading skills are terrific. Uh, she has now a cochlear implant that has helped her immensely as well. And she's written a number of books about deafness. Uh, also, her experiences uh, uh, with her husband, who recently passed, mm. he had Parkinson's disease. And, uh, you know... That's what, a tough one. Yes, it is. That runs in my family, actually. My, uh, my uncles, number of uncles had that and passed from it. Um, that, um, what name does your sister write under? Uh, her married name is Claire Blatchford. I'll have to check out her book because I, 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 still, I still love to read. 
And um, I, I miss having newspapers because I would get the Boston Globe, the New York Times, the Journal. Of course, I get the Beacon, and now that's the only paper I get. Well, you know, glad the to hear own, you're and that. I will <laughs> always get the Beacon because, w- obviously, with today's technology, I, I look at the Journal, and it's like something I already read like two days ago. And they don't do local like like you do, so th- that is a a real blessing and a benefit. So, how did you meet the lovely Carol? I want to know about that. <laughs> Boy, you're really getting personal here, Gloria. Well, I told you we want to learn more about you. You don't have to get salacious, <laughs> but you could just tell us, you know, was it school? You know, was it a blind date? Uh, well, you've already named it. It was a blind date. No kidding. And... Uh, I had been uh, actually dating a British girl that I'd met uh, while covering, uh, I covered Greenwich, Connecticut uh, for this paper in New York. And I met her uh, at some event there and started dating her. And uh, we were good friends and so forth. And she ended up marrying. And the man that she married was good friends with my wife. And at some point, uh, they said, you've got to meet each other. So they arranged for a blind date, and we met at their house. And uh, at the time, in fact, I still have the car. Uh, I, had, I had a Porsche. Uh, and uh, Carol was impressed by this car, and I said, well, here are the keys. Drive it. Uh, was it a stick? Oh yes, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> she's 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 really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't have much other than sticks back then. So uh, anyway, uh, she drove the car on the first date, and the race, you know, the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, you have th- how many children? I've is it th- three? Three. I thought it was right. three. Yeah. Right. You you. Do- it seems to me you talk more about Holly than your kids, but I understand that my kids hated when I talked about them. Well, I think the yeah. same is true. Once it's in print, it's sort of hard to erase. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. I imagine, um, well, I don't know if, if your ch- did your children grow up here in Rhode Island? They did. They did. All of them All right, did. Now, here's my trick question. Hi, everybody. We're going to take a, a short break right now. You've been listening to the phenomenal, fantastic John Howell, who is the owner and editor of The Beacon in Warwick, The Warwick Beacon. So we hope you stay tuned. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. <laughs> 